Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're about three weeks away from the start of the January World Cup qualifying window, which means we're about two weeks away from the release of the January World Cup roster, which means it's time to do our January roster predictions. Now, this is going to be an interesting one because... A ton of MLS players have been out of season for a couple weeks. They've, of course, did the December camp and now the January camp. And even a lot of the European players have faced a a large break with uh, like the German League and the Austrian League taking breaks for the winter. Meanwhile, the Italian Serie A just started back up and the EPL has been in full swing this whole time. So there's, there's a lot of things in flux. Now, cap that with the avalanche that is COVID-19 and what it is doing to European soccer at the moment with a ton of cancellations and a ton of positive tests. It's going to be a real interesting window for Greg Berhalter and how he approaches this roster. For my money, it's going to be one of the larger rosters that we've seen so far from Greg, and my predictions are going to reflect that. So let's jump in on this episode of the Yank Report. What's up? My name is Sam. This is the Yank Report, the show we talk about the U.S. men's national team. If you're into that, hit subscribe, uh, hit the like button, do what you can to support the channel. Let's jump in with the goalkeepers. No surprise here. Of course, we got Sean Johnson, Matt Turner, and Zach Staffan. Now, I've said in previous videos that I there has been a controversy about Zach Steffen versus Matt Turner. I think at this point with Matt Turner out of season, I would fully expect that uh, that Zach Steffen takes all three games in this window. I'm not a huge fan of switching back and forth uh, for keepers whenever uh, there are important points on the line. Now, I do think that if the U.S. is able to uh, seize qualification uh, with uh, some games at hand for the rest of World Cup qualifying, that's whenever I think that it's okay to reopen that goalkeeper debate and and kind of bring Matt Turner back into the fold and really figure out what we have between those two keepers. But at the moment, while we still need points for qualification, I think that Zach Steffen is the guy. He's the guy that's uh, been in season. He's been getting games here and there, even though he's uh, they haven't always been the best games. Uh, he has been getting those those uh, those those practice minutes and those training sessions while Matt Turner has been on holiday. Uh, so that's how I see the goalkeeper shaking out. And now a word from today's sponsor, Bet Online. would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march towards the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all betting action in 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and of course, soccer, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available in 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's move to the center back position. This is a little bit of an interesting one. Uh, I'm bringing five center backs in this window. It's going to be Miles Robinson, the return of John Brooks, Chris Richards, Walker Zimmerman, and Mark McKenzie. Now, the interesting thing here is, of course, John Brooks. If you recall, 
Whenever we last saw the U.S. men's national team, John Brooks was famously left off of that roster. Uh, immediately following the release of the roster, John Brooks released a statement of his own talking about his form, talking about wanting to get back into the national team. Uh, a ton of speculation emerged. Uh, and then eventually Derek Ray reported this report from Build uh, that said that there were some attitude issues between John Brooks and Greg Berhalter that, were, uh, that, that was the main reason why John Brooks was left off of that roster, which made a ton of sense because it didn't seem like John Brooks's form uh, was poor enough to leave him off the roster considering some of the other guys who came in uh, in that particular roster. So it makes a ton of sense that there was issues off the field that led to John Brooks being left off. Now, I do think that John Brooks makes a return to this roster because I do think that Greg Berhalter believes in uh, in, in having a clean slate with guys. Uh, we saw it with the Weston McKinney incident in Nashville where he suspended Weston McKinney from the team, uh, doled out the punishment, but definitely wanted to move forward with a clean slate. And I think we saw that and Wes has been a part of the national team ever since. And Greg hasn't mentioned that it hasn't been an issue for the squad. I, I think that he's looking to do the same type of a uh, reconciliation process with John Brooks. Now it's just going to be a question of can John Brooks play ball? Uh, John Brooks has been a known malcontent throughout his career, whether that be for club or for country. And we're coming into an instance where I'm not positive that John Brooks is a lockdown starter for this national team. And I have a feeling that that's where the issue uh, begins and ends for John Brooks between uh, John Brooks and Greg Berhalter. Uh, we see whenever John Brooks is on the sideline, uh, he's been demonstrative towards the coach. He's been demonstrative towards his other teammates. Doesn't really seem like he wants to be there. So what type of John Brooks will we get in this window, particularly if John Brooks is not asked to start uh, these three games, if it's going to be some of the other guys? And some of the other guys have stepped up tremendously. Of course, Miles Robinson has been the absolute revelation of the uh, qualifiers. Uh, Walker Zimmerman has stepped up in a big way. And I think Chris Richards has really been playing well for Hoffenheim and is, is really knocking on the door for a starting position as well. So how it all shakes out with John Brooks is going to be really interesting in, in this window. Now, attitude aside, John Brooks is still far and away the best long passer on this national team. He can still hit diagonals from the center back position and open up defenses in a way that none of the other center backs can do on a regular basis. I know we've seen Chris Richards hit long passes every now and then, and you know some of the other guys have done it every now and then. This is John Brooks' bread and butter. The thing about John Brooks, of course, is his transition defense is not always where it needs to be. He does lack speed, and at times it does appear that he does lack effort in getting back on defense, uh, which is kind of a nervy thing considering uh, how athletic some of the other guys taking his place are and how, how often they've come up big and how often John Brooks' not, uh, inability to get back on defense has burned the U.S. in previous World Cup qualifiers. This is a very, very interesting window as it pertains to John Brooks because I really feel like how he acts in this particular window is going to go a long way towards uh, seeing whether or not John Brooks is a part of this national team heading towards that 2022 World Cup, which is a pretty incredible statement because you know a couple months ago heading into World Cup qualifying, Nobody would have thought that John Brooks would be in this position. Everybody had him penciled in as one of the first names on the team sheet, one of the top players on the national team. Uh, and at this point, uh, that is very much in jeopardy. 
Moving on to the right backs, and I'm taking three right backs, sort of, because one of them can play either side. Well, I guess two of them can play either side. So that is Serginho Dest, DeAndre Yedlin, and Joe Scally. Serginho Dest, of course, has made headlines recently because it's the will-they-won't-they they, um, transfer rumors with Barcelona. He was recently left off of the roster for that big cup match against uh, Real Madrid, which is leading a lot of folks, myself included, to believe that he is definitely on his way out from Barcelona. Uh, it, it definitely seems like the actions of a club that are looking to move a player uh, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of Serginho Dest we get in two weeks if he'll be with a different team if he will have gotten minutes at that point uh, it seems like there's going to be a lot in flux for Serginho Dest one player that hasn't had much in flux this season has been DeAndre Yedlin uh, DeAndre Yedlin is not my favorite player on the field for the national team by any stretch but I do feel like He's come up bigger than I've given him credit for in some of the uh, games where he's been called upon. But more importantly, I think he's one of the few players outside of John Brooks that has World Cup experience, that has a ton of experience, that's an old head in the locker room. And I think unlike John Brooks, I think he's a player that's well-loved and well-respected within the locker room. Uh, seems like a guy that all the players get along with. He's taken on that veteran position uh, in the locker room, and I think that Greg Berhalter needs him there for that. Now, the third guy on the list is going to be Joe Scally, and Joe Scally is one of those names that I have circled for this window. I need to see Joe Scally get some minutes in this window, uh, if not for his incredible ability that, that we've seen uh, in the Bundesliga uh, so far this season with Borussia Mönchengladbach, just because we're going to need him at some point to come up big for us and we need to get his feet wet, get that debut out of the way and, and get him moving forward with this national team, whether it be on the right side or the left. Uh, he's got a, a ton of talent and, and we know that uh, in this World Cup qualifying uh, cycle, it's been all about depth. So the more depth you have uh, on the right back and the left back side is is a tremendous asset. So I'd love to see him get minutes, whether it be at right back or left back. Speaking of left back, I have two. I have Sam Vines and I have Anthony Robinson. Uh, Anthony Robinson has been the incumbent at the left back position for uh, the last few qualifiers. He has had some rocky games. He's had some up and down games, but I think he's still uh, the man with the plan at that particular position. Sam Vines is a guy that we haven't seen a lot in World Cup qualifying uh, because of his injury issues, but he has been getting a lot of playing time in Belgium, and I'm anxious to see what Sam Vines brings to the table because uh, in lieu of Sam Vines, we've seen a lot of George Bello, and I just don't feel like George Bello has brought a whole lot to the national team, uh, and I'm excited to see if Sam Vines can kind of bring a little bit more and fill a little bit of that gap should Anthony Robinson not be able to go. Now, I'm definitely hoping that if Anthony Robinson is not able to go, uh, that Joe Scally gets to fill in that position, but I'm still happy that we have uh, a player with the caliber of Sam Vines that's able to come in and just uh, add a little bit of depth to the squad. Defensive midfielders, it's the same song that we've been singing for quite some time now. I got Tyler Adams and Kellen Acosta. Not a lot to say about either of these guys. Kellen Acosta has been out of season for uh, a few months at this point, uh, he did participate in that December camp and he is participating in the January camp right now. Uh, I would say with 100% certainty that he's going to be on this list. Uh, and of course, Tyler Adams has been the rock for the national team in qualifying. The guy who's gotten the most minutes, the guy who I think should be the captain at this point. Uh, he's been uh, getting logging a professional season for uh, RB Leipzig in the Bundesliga. And although he's had some rocky moments, I think he's been uh, pretty pretty steady this season for uh 
for RB Leipzig. And even if he wasn't, even if he wasn't getting minutes at the moment, he's still the guy. He's still just a, the most important player on the national team at this point and uh, an asset that we're not going to take the field without. Uh, in some windows, we've actually seen Tyler Adams go 90 for all three games. It'll be interesting to see if that happens in this particular window. Uh, but it, if anybody can do it on this team, I think Tyler Adams is the guy that can do it. Now, central midfielder is a very interesting position because, of course, we know about the MMA midfield. We know about Wes McKinney and Yudis Musa and, and what they do whenever they're paired up with Tyler Adams and how good that combination has been. The issue has been when one of those players can't go, what the team looks like whenever we're slotting in another guy. In the Jamaica game, we brought in Jean-Luc Abusio for Weston McKinney. And even though uh, that was the roster I wanted to see, I was very high on Jean-Luc Abusio. I think he's been playing very well for Venezia. It just didn't work out. It looked like a group of players that had not logged many minutes together. It it, it, it didn't work. And the question uh, on everybody's minds is, what is the U.S. going to do whenever we can't put the MMA midfield on the field? Uh, for that reason, I'm actually bringing, let's see, I'm bringing five mid-central midfielders. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see. Maybe Jean-Luc Abusio just needs a little bit more time. Maybe he's not the guy we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see moving forward. Uh, but my other three midfielders are going to be Jean-Luc Abusio, Sebastian Legette, and Luca De La Torre. Now, I've made a lot of hoopla about Sebastian Legette recently because I think this will be a very interesting window uh, for Sebastian Legette. Because if there's, I know people have been calling for Greg to drop Sebastian Legette for a long time. Uh, but it hasn't happened. If it's going to happen, I think it will happen in this window. We've seen Sebastian Legette hasn't played uh, a competitive match in some time. He wasn't a part of that December camp. He got that move uh, from L.A. over to New England in the offseason. Uh, so he's he's been dealing with that. Uh, what kind of shape he's in at this point uh, w with only coming in for this January camp. He's going to get three windows to get up to 90 minutes match fitness. Is he going to be able to do that? And even if he is, is he going to be able to overcome Luca De La Torre, who up to this point has been getting snubbed on the rosters? but has been playing regularly in the Netherlands and has been looking really good and seems to bring a lot to the table that it seems like Greg Berhalter would be interested in. Uh, so that that's the big question mark I have. Now, there's other guys out there who could potentially make it. Uh, Tanner Testman is the big name. Tanner Testman has been logging a lot of minutes for Venezia. I still think he needs a little bit more time. I still think that uh, he's better served to stay with Venezia during the break than to come with the national team and not get a lot of minutes. I still think that he gets better and better with, with every time out there with with every uh, with every game for Venezia, but I don't think he's quite there, and I think he would benefit from uh, sitting out this window. I think he's definitely going to be a guy for the back half of qualifying. Maybe once the team's qualified, he can come in and kind of we'll, we'll kind of kick the tires there and see what Tanner Testament can bring to the table. I don't think it's going to be in this window. Uh, so for me, the the big interesting thing in, in this particular group is. Does Legette make the squad? If he makes the squad, does he get any type of uh, meaningful minutes? We saw in that last window uh, that Sebastian Legette didn't get any minutes in that last window, uh, and it seemed like there was a little frustration there. But uh, if not, is this the window where Luca Della Torre finally overcomes Sebastian Legette? Do we see Jean-Luc Abusio actually kind of perform well and, and and play in a midfield that makes sense should the MMA midfield not be able to go. Um, that Those are my questions about the central midfield heading into this World Cup qualifying window. Wingers is an interesting position. I have Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Tim Weah, Brendan Aronson, and Jordan Morris. It is interesting because... Uh, Gio Reyna and Tim Weah, of course, are out with injury at the moment. Now, the reports out of Germany say that Gio Reyna should be returning to action very shortly for Dortmund. 
what kind of 90 minutes fitness can he get within the next two weeks is going to be the big question. It's going to be the race to see how quick Gio can return. Uh, assuming that he gets some matches under his belt before the qualifiers, I'm assuming Greg is going to call him up. But what kind of Gio are we going to get? Uh, is he going to be a guy that's going to be able to go for 90 minutes? Is he going to be a sub? Uh, all that is going to be really interesting to see over the coming weeks. The, the bit scarier prospect is uh, Tim Weah because Tim Weah has not returned to action. We haven't gotten a lot of news out of France, so there are question marks about whether Tim Weah will be ready to go. Uh, so I've called in five wingers for this. It might be more just because of we don't really know what we're going to get out of those two guys. Uh, Pulisic's been getting a lot of minutes lately. Brendan Aronson had a big break for Salzburg, but you know he's going to be a part of this group. Uh, I, you know We're confident with Aronson and, um, and Pulisic, but you'd love to have Weah and, and, and Reyna. I think Reyna is one of the most talented players in this pool, and Tim Weah has been playing out of his mind prior to injury. Now, if you're not, if you need another winger, there's a couple of interesting names out there. I know a lot of people are high on Conrad De La Fuente. I still don't think that it's his moment. He still has some issues in the final third. He's incredible taking players on on the dribble, but once he gets into the box, there's still a lot of issues there uh, about his his final product. Now, Paul Ariel is a guy who's been getting a lot of minutes under Greg Berhalter. Greg Berhalter knows him, trusts him, knows the effort that he's going to get out of him. But it seems like, for for, for my money at least, that Greg is really high on, Bern, on on Jordan Morris. And he really wants Jordan Morris to come in and take that Paul Ariel spot. Now for the strikers, and this is where I think anything can happen. I, I, I'm going to go with three strikers in this window, and I'm going with Ricardo Pepe, of course. And then I'm going to go with Giassi Zardes and Daryl DK. Uh, now, Pepe just made the move. He got some minutes last weekend for Osberg, and, and I think that barring something terrible happening, Pepe is going to be a part of this group. The big question is, who in the world else is going to be a part of this group? Because it's not going to take a lot to join into this group because there's not a lot of other American strikers out there really stating a case for why they should be part of this group. I know Jordan Pifok is one that is actually scoring goals right now in Europe and, and is a, um, is high on a lot of people's lists, but I think that the comments Greg Berhalter made about um, about his, what did he, what did he say? He, he doesn't get in behind and he's not vertical. I, I think that speaks volumes. I, I don't think that he's going to be the solution for Greg. I do think Giassi Zardes makes the list. He's in camp right now. We all know what kind of bond and, and faith Greg has with Giassi Zardes. But the third guy, I think, is going to be Daryl DK. Uh, Daryl DK just made his transfer back to the championship. And literally all anybody has to do to, to make this roster, like all DK has to do is play a few games and look a little bit dangerous because the, just the dearth of options at the striker position at this point. I, I think DK will be able to do that, and I think within two weeks, uh, DK will have as good a resume as anybody for uh, this this striker's position for the national team. And, and I'm, I'm high on DK, man. I, I think that he can offer a lot to the national team. I know, um, I know that he has his issues with his uh, technical ability and his dribbling and all that, but, you know, look at this national team right now, and... There's not a lot of striker options out there that are playing better than Daryl DK. There's not a lot of arguments you can make for these guys. So I'll take a Daryl DK who's who's performing at a, at a decent level in the championship over some of the other options that we have out there. So for my money, I think Daryl DK gets this spot, even though, you know, this is going to be the Ricardo Pepe show. He just made the the multi-million dollar move. He's like the the uh, the big man on campus right now. So uh, this will be a big window for him uh, to kind of show everybody why he deserves all the hoopla and all the press and, and the $20 million transfer 
uh, to just show everybody what, what, what he's all about. Hopefully this window is just the next chapter in the ever remarkable Ricardo Pepe story. So that's my roster. That is my 28. At least I think it's 28. I just counted, but a, a reoccurring theme on this show is that my math is not very good. Uh, but that is my 28 for this World Cup qualifying window. A lot of this roster chooses itself. There are some interesting storylines within this roster. Uh, who will start between Matt Turner and Zach Steffen? Will John Brooks get called into camp? And, and what does his role look like for this national team moving forward? Who will emerge in that central midfield uh, outside of the MMA midfield? Will we see uh, Luca De La Torre come into this roster? Can Jean-Luca Busio recreate some of the form that we see at Venezia for the national team? Will Sebastian Legette make this national team? What are we going to see from Tim Weah and Gio Reyna? That's a huge question on offense. We know the quality of those two players. Will Jordan Morris be able to return in time for this camp at the striker position? Who is it going to be besides Ricardo Pepe? Uh, a lot of really interesting questions for this national team heading into this window and this is a very important window guys we got three games coming up the first one is at home against El Salvador in Columbus then we go to Ontario to play Canada and finally we uh, end it against Honduras and St. Paul Minnesota that is going to be ridiculously cold for no reason at all I don't understand why we're doing that but here we are Anyway, if we're able to win these two home games, uh, it's going to go a long way, though we're not going to be mathematically qualified, I don't think. We'll pretty much be qualified for the World Cup, and all of us can take a big sigh of relief. So this will be a massive window for us. We got to win those games at home. If we can take care of business at home, it is smooth sailing for the rest of World Cup qualifying. So that's my roster. I'm curious what you guys think. Let me know in the comments section. Si puede hablar espanol, dígame un comentario en espanol. Still working on that Spanish video. I know a lot of you guys had comments about that. So uh, I'm excited to get started on that. I actually had a cold this week, which kind of slowed me down. Uh, it kind of halted all of my progress. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting over it. I'm back in action. So uh, I'm ready to move forward with all those plans. Make sure you check out the Yank Report podcast. All these videos are available uh, wherever your favorite podcast are sold in podcast form so uh, go check that out give that a subscribe uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel hit like if you want to really support the channel you can uh, become a member shout out to Manuel Alivares and Mike Irish who are uh, tier 2 members and therefore get shout outs guys thank you so much for watching my name is Sam this is the Yank Report brought to you by Bet Online. when everyone is on the same page getting things done at work is easy no matter what you do or what industry you're in how you communicate is key Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently, so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.